Good morning, my loves. Happy Wednesday. Uh, You are getting a very raw and real and a little sleepy. Hold on. Ooh, that's some hot tea. Um, A little sleepy, a little zenned out, a little meditated. Um, And I just want to share. I just just want to share. Mercury is in Virgo right now. There's so much... Virgo energy in the sky and it's all in my eighth house and I said that I would be in this shadow realm this this underground cave and that's kind of how it feels but there are so many downloads and so many um ideas and thoughts and creative endeavors and creative projects coming through and uh one thing that I do in my practice I journal everything I'm a huge journaler Um, I always have the same $7 black sketchbook that I get from Target or Michael's and I've just, I've accumulated quite a few of them, but the sketchbook gives me freedom to do whatever. Uh, I'm a very perfectionistic type of gal, uh, which is very Virgo and I have Venus and Jupiter in Virgo. And so I want things to be neat and orderly and perfect. And I was always so deterred from journaling because uh, if my handwriting was messy or if I, you know, I'd start out so perfect and it would be straight across the line and then it would just, my inner child would come out or my inner rebel and be like, just fucking write the thing. Just write the thing. Who cares what you look like? I had a mentor um, who had this book that I really liked. It's like a interactive notebook, perfecting you or practicing you. Um, those are my doTERRA days. But anyway, I told her, I was very honest. I was like, I, you know, she was going to give it to me. And I was like, I don't want to ruin this book with like my messy handwriting. And she was like, no one is going to care about your handwriting. Like, first of all, this book is for you. It's private and no one cares about your handwriting. Just do the work and paraphrasing. I mean, she was very eloquent and like said it in a way that was like just very profound. But I remember that moment of like, don't let your handwriting, the look of your handwriting, the imperfectness of your handwriting be the thing that holds you back. Don't, don't do that. Like, what a silly excuse. You know, when I was young and I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, unfortunately it has held me back because I haven't opened that notebook since, (laughs) but I have found my own practice that works and it allows me to just write and draw and create in ways that lined paper doesn't. Anyway, that's not what I wanted to talk about. Uh, Just a little segue into my morning journey, my morning process. I have got coffee, tea, and water to my left. I am just sitting in bed doing my morning practice. Ritual is a huge component to uh, the flow of my day and the way that I feel approaching and, and walking into my day. And I've cultivated um, the space, the time, and the energy to indulge in these morning routines, to have freedom and time and space to journal and listen to music and meditate and listen to podcasts before my day actually gets started. And it's been one of the most profound shifts for me as I really navigate this ever-changing life of who I've becoming, whom, who I'm becoming uh, in the midst of my Saturn return. And last night before I went to bed, I was scrolling on Instagram, which isn't my favorite thing to do, but I came across uh, this coach that just posted something that really resonated with me. I've been trying to 
use Instagram more intentionally. I've been planning my post, which feels very foreign and weird because I'm normally uh, just when the energy hits, do the post and move on. But Virgo is creating a plan. And maybe you're feeling that energy too of I want to plan, I want a routine, I want to just get things done futuristically. Maybe it was that Aquarian full moon as well. Uh, so that I can have more time and more space to be in the present moment. So by me scheduling and creating two weeks, three weeks of Instagram posts, then I just get to engage now. Like I don't have to constantly be in creation mode for Instagram, which is not really my main area of focus right now. Like my brain is, is going bigger, bigger, bigger. Um, Instagram is merely just a platform to connect. But I was on Instagram and I got this message. I got this uh, signal from this coach that was basically uh, the post just triggered me to go down into more of her teachings. And she has this highlight reel money mindset. And I was like, okay, well, that's where I'm at. And I'm very conscious cautious and conscious of my money mindset right now. All of my Virgo energy is in the eighth house. So I'm thinking about things like taxes and, and large sums of money and just money in general, because, you know, it's opposing my second house, which is how we earn income. And I'm in this place of like, okay, what am I doing? What, what do I want to be doing? How am I going to make money? Uh, and I wrote down in my journal the other day, I'm done working for the money. It's not about the money. If your focus, if your goals are strictly money oriented, and I don't mean like having that as a factor, we live in a 3D world, we need money, money is energy, money is abundant in in nature when we actually, you know, it's a construct that we give value and we've also demonized, I'll get into that. Um, So I've been on this, this journey of like unraveling my money story, trusting money, thinking about money differently. I've always been very, very good at creating a budget. My dad instilled that in my brain when I was younger, like mostly through fear, we would overspend as a family. So there was always a budget on the wall. And if we, you know, if we reached our budget, there was a celebration. If we blew the budget, like a weekend, two weeks, whatever, like he would cross it out or like be very visual with the fact that like money was a finite resource. And it's something that we needed to strangle a little bit and be like extra, extra concerned about, and it has to be allocated. There's places it needs to go. Money doesn't grow on trees. Money is the root of all evil. All these storylines around money. So I'm going down her Instagram highlight hole. She's talking about this, this challenge that she did. And I'm, I'm down for a challenge right now. Like my goal meter is like, fill me up. I want to be want to be filled. I need something to focus on. Right now it's my body for sure. I'm very active. I'm getting back into my healthy routine, but it's also my money situation, remaining stable, remaining um, in alignment with the life that I'm living. And that creates and needs to be created uh, with a cyclical life force energy. My Scorpio moon's coming out. So she did this challenge and she had a dear money journal. And I was like, I love that. I love that. I've been thinking about this. It's a thought that had already been in my mind of like, how do I express my gratitude and not even just gratitude, right? Because I can, I can cover up my deep seated money stories, the, the trauma and the pain that's related to, and the storyline that I have around money that, that has been my patterning. 
and I could just throw positivity on it. I could just throw gratitude on it. Money, I'm so gratitude. You're, I'm so grateful that you're here. I'm so grateful for the money that I spent today, you know, yada, yada, yada. But I need to get down to the nitty gritty core of like, what is, what's holding me back? Why am I not making large sums of money? What is it that's blocking me from like stepping into that next level of like, holy shit, money is coming in. And already I'm having like anxious thoughts about that. I'm like, God, does that make me greedy? Does that make me selfish? Does that make me yada, 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 right? And whatever the story is that comes up, you're going to know, you're going to feel it. It's going to play in the back of your mind. These are just mine. So I said, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to create a dear money journal and I'm going to write to money. And she prefaced, she said, write to money as as if it's your best friend. And I was like, okay all right, like I understand the the premise of this. I understand why I understand what's going to come from this. I'm one day in what I didn't understand is how much I would get out of this. I literally just wrote it. I wrote my first dear money entry of two pages on this eight by 10 sketchbook. Uh, and the emotion that came out, the words that came out, not even just the words that fell on the page, but just this dialogue that I was having with money, making connections to my natal chart. Like, all right, money is associated with Venus. My Venus is in Virgo. Venus and Virgo would make money like this. Like that's my brain started working like that. And I was like, holy shit, like there's so much potential for understanding how to energetically align through our cosmic DNA with our cosmic team to make money, to make improvements, to make connections, to make uh, transformation, all of these things started just like lighting up in my brain. And I was like, holy shit. And my, my attitude towards money immediately shifted immediately. I was like, you know what I wrote? Like you, what did I say? Um, over the years, you've become the root of our evil, not because you are evil or wrong or bad, but through our shortcomings and stress and lower energy ideas and notions, we've thrown that onto you and made you the bad guy. Well, I'm done doing that. I'm going, see, this is the problem is that my handwriting is so bad when it just comes out that like, I can't read it. Uh, I'm going to work to change that. We're going to work and and return and open so many doors. Oh God, okay. See, this is where my perfectionist comes out and I'm like, if you would have written it clear, you'll be able to read it anyway. The energy around that is we have created this world that views money collectively uh, on a very negative basis. Not everyone, but there's a large, if I think about the collective shadow and what it looks like for money, it is just, it's a swamp filled with weird fucking creatures that's just negative. It's Think about just the things that we say about money. It's the root of all evil. I never have enough. You're never good enough. I hate spending money. Money gives me so much anxiety, right? Like, and the ball just perpetuates and continues and continues and continues. And that is just such a deep-seated shadow within me. And we're all connected to it because we're all connected to the collective shadow in one way or another. Either we're in it or we're aware of it, right? We can be in the shadow, walking around in the muck, like, it's on us. I'm picturing Sabrina, the show when she's in like the other realm, you know, when it's foggy and it's weird, but this is like even muckier, like this is even scarier, even darker, even heavier, even more lethargic and like walking through molasses. And then you can be aware of it. You can be on the outside if you've like detached from the shadow and cleansed yourself and like 
you can see it from a bird's eye view. You can look around and be like, damn, that's the shadow. And like, that's what it looks like from above. And like, that's crazy. Like, look at, look at all the energy that is just the energy source that we give it by thinking these negative thoughts. Okay. So I started this Dear Money Journal. I have lit myself up in ways that just one simple practice, one simple commitment of like, I'm going to do this. I set out to do this for, I don't know how long, and I don't know for how many days, and that's the same thing, but I want to write a letter to money. I want to write a letter to my body. I want to write a letter to relationships. Like I want to love and be in this life. I want to just show the fuck up in ways that I have never done before. I want to open my heart and my mind and my soul mostly to myself because I've been hiding from myself for so long, but then have that radiate and pour out and just inspire others to do the same thing. Um, So right after that, I then, this was last night, I went to bed, but I was like, all right, I need, I need some sort of audiobook now. I'm either going to sleep to music or I'm going to sleep to an audiobook. And I've spent a lot of time recently listening to music because I've been in my own world. Sometimes podcasts, I get down this hole of like listening to so many other people's thoughts that I lose my own. So when I dive into music, that activates a different part of me and I'm able to kind of compartmentalize and and my thoughts are my own, but my feelings are invoked by the artist and the lyrics and the, the, the emotion that I get from the music. But I needed a, I needed inspiration. I needed something to be ticked in me. I needed something to be turned on. Um, again, Virgo is lighting up my eighth house. The sun, Venus, Mars, and Mercury are all hanging out in that house right now, just having a party. And it is, it's a, it's a sexy, sensual fucking party when the lights go down. And it's very, very practical and organized and structured and meticulous and nature oriented and herb oriented and occult oriented and like all things eight house. And it's not, it's not that I'm like assigning this meaning. That's what it feels like. It feels like I've entered this domain of like, bitch, let's go. Like, it's not scary in here. It's the bedroom. It's the bedroom with silk sheets or velvet sheets and candlelit nights and wine and chocolate and Virgo, like I just am like learning about Virgo in a way that I've never been able to uh, experience and connect with before. And I'm doing that because I'm aware of the energy and I'm aware of where it is in my chart, not through books, although I have a ton of them, not through other people, although there are a lot of them through me, through my life and my observation and my feelings and my connectedness and the knowledge that I have. Yes, for sure. That helps understanding the archetypes, having this basic foundation of understanding the language of astrology as an energy. And now I'm putting it into practice because that's what Virgo does. Virgo's like, okay, we have all of this from one to five. Now let's start to really nurture and create and harvest and like chop wood, carry water. That's also a book that I need to read, um, a lesson and an energy that I really need to tap into. Oh, but I was, uh, after, um, after on Instagram, I put my phone down, but I put on a new book and I was like, all right, I'm unscribed. It's like a digital app for audiobooks and, and digital books, whatever. And I just went through like my suggestion, right? The algorithm. I was like, all right, if you freaking know me so well, fine. I've been doing it with my music. You've taken me on a beautiful journey. So like do it with my books. Uh, I needed a new book to start and fuck like a goddess. 
uh, what is it? Heal your inner power. I don't know. Um, unleash your, or heal yourself, unleash your power and, and use your voice. Or those were like the three taglines by Alexandra Roxo. And I know about her. I've, I've seen her, um, in my past self when I was super deep into the podcast and the, the mental health and the physical health world. And I still am. Anyway, I started listening to this book and my fucking, my shit just lit up. I was like, Oh, you know, those words, you know, those, just that energy that you're like, this is exactly what I needed. I couldn't put a name to it. I couldn't put a energy. I just, I know that this is what my soul was craving for. Every word she was saying felt like butter. I could feel it. I could taste it. I could sense and just feel myself coming alive. Like feel myself just in my body. Like, yes, like, thank you for listening. Thank you for following your intuition to like find this book because it's going to change your fucking life. So I'm listening to that book. I'm creating this challenge of dear money. I can't take credit for it. Um, I will find the beautiful soul who uh, sparked this in me, but I am going to utilize it because I believe that it is her intention to have more people do this, to change their money mindset. And so maybe we as a group, as my Patreon or my podcast listeners, and I'm not sure where this will be published, who needs to hear it, uh, but... I'll put it out into the world, I'm sure. I want to do a challenge. I want to do a Virgo season, self-sufficient, self-service, self-awareness challenge and just see what we can create with this life. See what shifts we can create from one to 30, one day to 30 days, one day to 10 days, one day to five days. Like, what can we shift? What can we transmute? What can we harvest from our life that then creates the bounty and then starts the cycle all over again. The moon is currently in Aries. Um, I will be creating some sort of follow the moon workbook. If this does go out to the podcast, just know that like, while this is slow and steady, uh, big shit is coming. And I don't know what that looks like. And I don't know to what facet or what degree I'll show up. I just know that I'm on a journey of healing. I'm on a journey of beautiful integration and self-transformation and I am just being lit up in ways that I never thought possible and the smile on my face is reassuring in the sense that like when you light up when you turn on your own light when you flip that spiritual light switch and things just start to make sense and you find your practice and you find your connection and you find the thing that just makes it feel okay makes it feel like it's for something. For me, that's astrology right now. And it'll be something else in the future, I'm sure. But astrology is the backbone. So that's not going anywhere. But there may be some shifts and some changes as to what I offer, as to how I show up, because we're always growing and we're always changing and transmuting and transforming. And I think that that's the beauty because we have the chart as our guide. We have our basic blueprint we have our cosmic team that is never leading our side. And that's who I want to introduce you to. And that's my focus right now. How do we, how do we take the archetypes and the energy of the planets, these gas giants in the sky? How do we take them in connection to our psychology and our humanness? And how do we use it in a way that lights up a life we never thought possible? Big dreams, big goals, big connection, big love. How do we do that? And what does that look like? 
well, I want to find out, not just to share with you, but for my own purposes, for my own life, like how sweet can this life get? How magical, how potent, how abundant, how generous, how loving and nurturing and sexy and deep and dark and passionate and alive can we get in this life? What is the point of playing small? Honestly, ask yourself, like, what is the point? Is it comfortable? Is it safe? Is it secure? What is it that keeps you from taking that next step, that next leap, that next jump, that next free fall? What is it? Because when we become aware of it, when we become connected to it, when we shine the light on it, we realize that it's normally not that scary. It's not that bad. It's not that gross. It's not that ugly. What I found is it's normally a younger version of ourself that wasn't getting their needs met and is acting out in some way, shape, or form. Or it's a part of our chart that has been neglected for so long. Maybe it's the empty house that you just don't ever look at. And so the, the planet on that cusp, the sign on that cusp, you just don't even enter it in your psyche, and your life, whatever. So it's overactive. It's screaming at you. It's locked in the basement. And it's like, I need some fucking attention. And it's like, damn, okay, all right, all right. Once I give it the attention and I feed it what it needs and what it deserves, not what's going to keep it growing in the wrong direction, which wolf will you feed, right? The light or the dark. Both need to be balanced. Both need to be strong. You can have both. But we need to figure out what each needs to be fed, how it thrives, what it, what it wants, what it craves, what it desires, what it's after, what its skills are, right? Venus has a particular skill. Aries has a particular energy. Pluto, Jupiter, Saturn, Mercury, Mars, they all have the sun and the moon. They all have particular skills and subsets of archetypal connection. And then the energy of the zodiac comes on and says, okay, here's how those skills are going to be portrayed. Here's, here's your script. Here's your energy makeup. Go live it to the best of your absolute ability. And if you know the rules, if you know the map, if you understand the language, it's so much easier. It's just so much easier and it makes it more fun, right? Have you ever con on, you know, been with a group of friends, a new group of friends, and they're playing a game that you've never played before and it looks like so much fun and they're all really engaged, but you're sitting from afar like, I don't understand the rules. I don't know what's going on. I don't get it. And you can observe and you can see and you can try and grasp the nuances and the the intricate uh, strategy behind it. But what if you just walked up and said, hey, I want to know what this game is. I want to know what the rules are. I want to get really good at it. I want to play. I want to engage. I want to feel alive and connected with this energy. That's what it is to show up to your natal chart. I imagine it as a big round board of of people of energy it's a round table and each section each house in our chart is is a section of the table that that energy is in charge of not that they don't interact because that's what the aspects are that's what the pattern in the middle of the chart is how do we interact with each other who talks to who who's the messenger who's in charge literally who's in charge and that's something that we can find out a depositor chart who is in charge who's in charge of what who does what? Where does this go? How does this work? Who's taking care of this area of our life when no one sits at that table? That's when we look at the transits. Oh, okay, we see that Mars is now transiting. So Mar- okay, great. And it starts to light up and it starts to make these connections. And we start to sit in the middle, perched from above, 
going round and round for each spot saying, okay, now I'm here. And we do that by following the sun and the moon. That's what I think. When we follow the sun and the moon, we get to connect to each of the planets at least once a month. And with the moon, twice a month or for two days, right? You get to, It's like a one-on-one meeting of like, all right, we're in Aries. Here's the area of life that we're focusing on. What do you have for me today? Nothing? Okay, great. Oh, you're making these aspects? Okay, great. Here's what's being done, right? It can get so intricate and it can be so broad. And I am just lit up talking about this if you can't tell. But we are, we're at the board, we're at the table, we're at the we're at this, this centri- centrifugal force. We're just looking around at all of our planets and some of them are conglomerates, right? Some of them are groups. And it's like, all right, we know that in my chart in particular, sun, moon, Mars, Mercury, they're all in the ninth house. That is their domain. That is where they live in my natal chart. Now they continue, right? We look at the transits and it's like, oh, now we're connecting these dots and we're looking at this area of life and this is what's happening over here. And here's a main area of focus right here. Do you see that? Oh, but okay. We can't forget that Saturn's over here and he's doing this to that and that's doing this to this, right? Like that feels overwhelming, but have you ever watched like Wolf of Wall Street or seen men or women on the Wall Street and it's like, how with the stock market and it's just so fast or a rodeo or an auction house where it's like, this is overwhelming, but I can feel it. I can feel the passion. They know what they're doing. They understand the energy that they're playing with. That's how I feel when I think about astrology and this download that just came through this 25 minute connection and embodiment and channeling session uh, is something that I am incredibly grateful for, whether it goes out into the world or not. The smile on my face says it all. The energy that I feel, the aliveness that I'm now able to connect to and say, let's go. I have energy. I am, I am lit up. I've written my, my story to money. I've written my love letter. I've connected to my best friend. I've journaled. I've drank my coffee. I have my tea. I have an entire day in front of me to continue on this journey, knowing that I'm safe and protected in this here moment right now. I don't need to future project and think about five months, six months, nine months, five days. I can be right here because right here and right now, I am safe, I am connected, and I know where my energy is and I know what my focus should be on because it shows me in my chart. And I look at that by following the moon, looking for the sun, and then following the pieces after that. So if this is something that you're interested in, know that ooh, we're getting deep. Maybe there'll be a course. And this is what I do. I just project and and say things into the wind. I have a lot of air energy in my chart and I like to speak. My Mercury's in Libra, so I find balance and harmony and allowing my uh, mental processing to start in my mind on paper and then come out through my mouth, through my throat chakra. I can connect the planets to the chakras and use that as a healing modality. The ending, the unending possibilities of how to use astrology to enhance your everyday life, to bring woo and magic and spirituality to the mundane. I wrote down all of the, you know, to plan and balance and connect to your cosmic team to know who to ask for help, right? To know where to look and say, okay, what is going on? How do I do this? What is the best way for my energy to express itself in general and in this moment in time? What lessons am I learning? We can find that. We can find that in the chart and we can use it not as a mask, not as a label, not as a scapegoat, but as a tool 
as a beautiful, beautiful tool that opens up so many doors. And so I open the door to you. Welcome to my eighth house musing. Welcome to Virgo season. Welcome to the harvest. I hope you're ready. Thank you.